guys, and welcome to the Moms and Mysteries podcast, a true crime podcast featuring myself, Mandy, and my dear friend, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Mandy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you feeling the love in the air? (laughs) For Valentine's Day? Is that what we're talking about? I think so, yeah. (laughs) No, not really. I um, wanted to buy some chocolate the other day, but I was like, no, I'm going to wait for him to go on sale. Yeah, for sure. Just have to wait a week. For sure, for sure. Well, maybe you're not feeling the love, but I'm feeling the love for our moment that's coming up. Um, Oh, it's yes, no, I take it back. Definitely (laughs) feeling the love. Totally love. Heart eyes emojis all out of my eyes. (laughs) I know it's been coming up very quickly, Melissa. It is finally upon us. Our moment has arrived. Our moment has arrived. Guys, this is the last time you'll hear us talking about it. It is February 15th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at moment.co slash moms and mysteries. You can get tickets. If you can't make it to the moment, have another moment within seven days. (laughs) It will be replayed. (laughs) We got some merch in today that we're super excited about. We're going to show that on there, playing a game, telling our stories. Mandy's memorizing her story. She's doing an amazing job. I'm... (laughs) Almost don't, there. I, don't don't put me on the spot like that. All I'm no, doing that's, is I'm just reading them before bed, so then they really sink into my brain. No, that's hopefully. the responsible thing to do. <laughs> I will panic learn them within a couple of days. We've like taken the opposite approach. I normally am like doing stuff for like a month ahead of time, and uh, I don't know what's going on with me. I feel like I'm aging rapidly, and I'm like I can't even <laughs> trust my brain to do stuff that far in advance, but. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then we won't talk about it anymore. Perfect. That's good. I mean, everyone yeah, loves that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, another thing that I am not looking as forward to, Melissa, is acknowledging what we did last week on last Andy. thing before we go. <laughs> if you hear this, listen, r- listen closely. We don't need another email. We, we really don't. We really don't. <laughs> if, if we make a mistake, you have 24 hours to send us a response from the time the episode drops. I'm happy I don't to even feel like it's that long, honestly. Uh, I'll give people 24 hours. <laughs> but after but, that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. The amount the amount of emails we got um, this week about this thing, if you listen to last week's episode, then you absolutely know what we're talking about. It was during Last Thing Before We Go when I said apparently more than one – incorrect you got two we were talking about mandela effects guys by the way please keep in mind that when we do last thing before we go like sometimes we just like quickly go online and find like a fun little thing and let's be honest when i'm searching the internet for mandela effects probably not going to be on like the most legit of sources so turns out we were wrong I was wrong. It wasn't Melissa. I'll take the full blame for this one because Melissa has had her own flubs in the past. Okay. Okay. You don't have to bring me down because you had a bad one. (laughs) (laughs) But no, now we're even, except you slightly have more because of the uh, Judge Judy one. But yeah, we don't need to hear it anymore. We know. We know. You know, we know. We all. Yes. We had 16 emails yesterday, and yesterday was the day after it was released. So imagine what Tuesday was. Right. I wrote a lot of responses, and then after a while, I was like, I don't know that I can do it anymore. But yeah. I, I do appreciate that people like want to let us know that you know that like, oh man, I thought it was you know I believed you, and I I thought I thought I was going crazy, but I found this clip. It is sweet because that means people are listening, right? So that's like right. what we want. So that's really great. 24 hour window. 
24 hours. Just please know that the actual content of this podcast is fact-checked more than last thing yeah. before we go is. <laughs> so please don't use that against us. We often do not fact-check last thing before we go. No. Um, but I don't want anyone thinking like we are just completely winging it um, entirely. No, last thing before we go is just for fun. So yeah, easy for me to say since I'm the one who like totally screwed that up last week. But no, um, okay. yeah, so we try. We do the best we can. <laughs> we do the best we can. We could probably do better with lasting before we go, but I got to be honest. Sometimes it's a little difficult. Somebody tags us, tagged us in a TikTok of a new game idea, so thank you for that. Feel free to tag us if you guys have ideas. Otherwise, we're forced to make up things that don't really – that might be wrong. Sense. Right. That might be wrong. might be wrong. There you go. All right, so we will get into the story for this week. This is a story that we kind of have collaborated with another podcast on, so we're going to talk a lot more about that, of course. So we'll get right into it. We've talked many times on the show about how terrifying just the thought or the idea is of waking up to an intruder in your home or being caught off guard you know, while you're asleep. That would just be one of the most terrifying things I could think of happening. The disoriented state that you're in when you're woken up from a deep sleep isn't exactly a good thing when you need to be able to think quickly and clearly. But in the twilight hours of October 6, 2009, Tammy Love was jolted awake and startled to hear the sound of footsteps outside her bedroom door. Tammy got out of bed and opened the door to check on things and was met with the chilling realization that there was an intruder in her home. In front of her door stood a young man wearing dark clothing and a bandana covering the lower half of his face. In his hand, he held a shotgun. Tammy believed the intruder must be there to rob them, so she yelled out, take whatever you want and please leave. The unknown man ran from the house, and Tammy shouted for her husband Joe to go check on their daughter. Moments later, it was discovered that 19-year-old Ashley Love had just been murdered as she slept. Over 14 years later, the family is still desperate to find out who the intruder in their home was and why Ashley was taken from them. So as part of our preparation for this week's episode, we had the opportunity to speak with the award-winning producer, director, and storyteller, Kyle Olson. So if you're big into podcasts like many of our listeners are, you may recognize Kyle from his long-form podcast about today's case. It's called Love and Justice. So I actually heard about this case through Love and Justice uh, back in December, I think. And we actually kind of referenced this in an episode where we said uh, something that was brought up on there, I mentioned, and we actually received an email from somebody saying, thank you so much for mentioning Ashley's case. And it kind of inspired us to reach out to Kyle and see if we could do anything, if we could collaborate with him to bring more attention to Ashley's story. So that's kind of how that all got started. So Kyle's done an amazing job, and with his experience working on numerous television shows, things you've heard of like Dancing with the Stars, House of the Dragon, America's Next Top Model, The Bachelor, that's literally just a few of them. It's really no surprise that his podcast is amazing, but he also has a personal connection to this week's story, and his passion for justice in this case is really palpable. Kyle met Ashley's older brother, Anthony, while he was in middle school, and the two became inseparable friends. The Love family became like Kyle's second family, and he spent a lot of time with them. Kyle also became friends with Ashley. So we'll get more into Kyle and his work a little later, but we did want to mention that he and his podcast were so extremely helpful for us in putting together this episode. 
Ashley Ann Love was born on September 17, 1990 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin to parents Tammy and Joe. So like we mentioned before, she has an older brother named Anthony and a much younger brother named Alex. Alex was about 10 years younger than Ashley, and according to Tammy, Ashley was kind of like a mother figure to him. So Ashley had this type of personality that was kind of like a hidden gem. She never wanted to be the center of attention, and she didn't like it when anyone made a big deal out of her, but she was really beautiful inside and out. Her mom, Tammy, said that she was the sweetest, kindest person in the world and that she would do anything for anybody. At the age of 16, Ashley got a job at Arby's in the Mayfair Mall, and according to Tammy, Ashley absolutely loved working there. Her coworkers were basically like another family to her. She really got along with everyone, and she loved going to work. Tammy said she knows that some people might find that kind of weird, but Ashley really just enjoyed everything about life. And another thing to note, a lot of members of Ashley's family actually worked for Arby's, so it was kind of like a family business. So for her, it was kind of like family, right, to have this connection with her own family and then these people that she worked with. Ashley graduated from Pius XI High School, which was a Catholic school, in 2009 with honors, and she was at the top of her class. After graduation, she wanted to take some time to explore her options for a career. So Ashley kept working at Arby's while she was living at home with her parents in the meantime. On top of being this genuine sweetheart, Ashley was really full of life, and she was a ton of fun to be around. Pictures and home videos show Ashley dancing, singing, laughing, and generally just having a great time at all times. There was nothing she loved more than spending time with her family and friends. Other things Ashley loved included baking and playing many sports, including croquet, basketball, softball, and pool. She also loved Harry Potter, and we were able to find out she was a Hufflepuff. She loved listening to music and playing board games. Ashley also really loved watching her favorite sports teams. She liked the Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Green Bay Packers. On the night before Ashley's murder, she had actually spent the evening watching a Packers game with her family after she worked the closing shift at Arby's. It was October 5th, 2009, and everything was as it should be. The Love family was at home together just as they were every other night. Ashley eventually showered and headed to bed, and according to her family, nothing out of the ordinary happened that day. But at around 2 o'clock in the morning on what was now October the 6th, an intruder broke into the love home and made his way straight to Ashley's bedroom on the second floor and shot her in the face with a shotgun while she was in her bed. Her mom, Tammy, said that while she doesn't remember actually hearing the shotgun go off, she was jolted awake, and she believes that she was awakened at the same time that Ashley died. And moments later, she encountered the intruder that she would later learn had just murdered her daughter. As the intruder fled out of the home, Tammy thought she heard a flash and saw a second person running, but she's the first one to admit that her recollection of this isn't very vivid. As we said, this is the middle of the night. So she is sure that she saw the one intruder as he fled her house, but she's not positive about there being an accomplice. Tammy then shouted for her husband, Joe, to go check on Ashley. But when he went upstairs and called out her name, he got no response. Then the heartbreaking reality came to light. Ashley had been killed. Joe later said that when he finally got enough light to see what was going on, he noticed that Ashley's face was, as he described it, just gone. And he started screaming, who would do something like this? 
Tammy couldn't stand the thought of seeing her daughter like that, so she didn't look. Um, she said that it felt like just finding out what happened felt like somebody had reached into her chest and ripped out her heart. When officers arrived at the home, the family was separated into different rooms of the house while the police conducted an initial investigation. The family was, of course, that night also questioned. When word of Ashley's murder became public, her friends, family, and coworkers were absolutely shocked to learn that she had been killed. One of her coworkers said that Ashley's murder was so shocking because she, quote, didn't hang out with a crowd that would bring that sort of thing around her. And that's kind of what we were getting into about this the type of personality she had was very happy-go-lucky. Yeah. She loved spending time with her family and friends and just seemed to be somebody who really was kind of going out of their way to stay out of trouble, you know, didn't want any trouble in their life. She just wanted to live a happy life. Ashley's friend Kayla told the Journal Sentinel that she found it difficult to comprehend Ashley's murder because she was the kind of person who loved anybody. She said that, quote, somebody could hurt her and she would still love them. She would still care. It's really hard to believe that someone could do this to her. It's heartbreaking. She did not deserve it, end quote. And we have so much more to get into with this story after a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Are you tired of listening to your favorite show? That's us, by the way. Ruin simple trivia questions. Things you know that you know, like college animal mascots and quotes from Forrest Gump. Well, now you can channel that frustration into fun, thanks to Fun Frenzy Trivia. With over 60 different categories, including music, TV, animals, and celebrities, you'll never run out of questions to answer. The game is simple. Pick the most popular answer and beat the clock to move on to the next level. But don't be fooled. The questions get trickier as you progress. And if you ever get stuck, no worries. You can use coins and gems to get helpful hints and keep the game going. You guys know we love to play games during the last thing before we go on our show, and we know that you love playing along with us, and that's why we're confident you'll love Fun Frenzy Trivia. Whether you're a trivia fanatic or just looking for a fun way to unwind before bed, this game really has you covered. I love that I can choose from a variety of categories, which you know I'm always picking celebrities and TV, and I'm doing quite well if I do say so myself. Fun Frenzy Trivia is an exciting brand new game on the App Store from the creators of the number one trivia app, Trivia Star. Download Fun Frenzy Trivia today to challenge yourself. Just go to the Apple or Google store and search for Fun Frenzy Trivia. Download Fun Frenzy Trivia for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. It's February, a month all about love. And if you're looking for a great way to take care of those you love, look no further than Fabric by Gerber Life, the unicorn of life insurance. Say goodbye to the stress and hassle of getting life insurance. Fabric makes it a breeze to get covered in just 10 minutes, all from the comfort of your couch. No more scheduling appointments. Plus, you could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. With Fabric, you can apply, see your quote, and customize your policy all in one go. And the best part, Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. As parents themselves, they know exactly what you need, and that's top-notch and affordable policies. Plus, with over 1,600 glowing reviews on TrustPilot.com, it's clear that other parents are loving it too. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash moms. That's meetfabric.com slash moms. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash moms. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Now back to the episode. 
So before the break, we were discussing this break-in that's taken place at the Love Home, and the police have now arrived, and they are talking to the family. They're talking to them separately. So investigators searched the Love Home and collected evidence, but to this day, the details about what they found have not been disclosed as an investigation tactic, and little is known about the investigation in general. But there are a few things that we do know and some theories about what may have happened to Ashley. First of all, robbery was ruled out as a motive really from the beginning because nothing was even taken from the home. And it's believed that Ashley was specifically targeted. According to Tammy, the intruder had a bandana concealing the lower half of his face and a dark zippered sweater or jacket. She said he was a Hispanic male around 20 years old with an average height and build. He had short, spiked black hair. Investigators searched through Ashley's social media profiles for any friends or acquaintances who fit this description, but they found no one. Kyle said that there were reports that the police brought out search dogs when it was still dark out in the morning of October 6th. Those search dogs had followed a scent down through the backyard and followed it alongside the creek until it got to the street where they disappeared, which would maybe indicate there was a getaway vehicle on that street where the creek meets or something of that nature. And Kyle pointed out the only door the assailant could have gone out of would have been the side door because at the Love Home, there was often like a piano or couch or something blocking the front door. So the side door led to the backyard, which led to a creek. And if you follow that creek, it ultimately leads to the next street over. So the Milwaukee PD said everyone who has known Ashley in some capacity has been thoroughly reviewed and her family has all been exonerated. And we want to emphasize that because there are some terrible theories out there that someone in her family may have hurt her. And Kyle says, of course, that it's so hurtful and it takes away from the actual facts in the case that prove otherwise. For sure. So one of the details that investigators learned was that there was at least one suspicious vehicle sighting, but the details about this part kind of do get a little bit confusing because there may actually be two vehicles of interest in this case. First, Tammy said that she recalled seeing a large white SUV driving around their neighborhood on multiple occasions, which she says stood out to her because the occupants of the truck were of Hispanic descent. So this is actually important for two reasons. Um, One is that Tammy's original description of the assailant that she actually saw inside of her house was that he was a Hispanic man. And two, the Loves lived in a neighborhood where most of their neighbors were black and there were rarely any Hispanic people seen in the neighborhood. So this SUV drove by enough times that it left an impression on Tammy. She remembered seeing the SUV in passing, even while she was driving Ashley to work in the day or two leading up to Ashley's murder, and says that she even pointed this van out to Ashley during that time. In addition to this white SUV being of particular interest, there were also reports that Ashley was actually seen getting into a blue pickup truck with an unknown man in the months before her murder, but investigators said they were unable to identify such a truck or any person that would admit to being the person who picked Ashley up. No one in her family has any idea where the reports of this blue pickup truck actually came from. In fact, they don't know a lot of things because investigators won't let them look at the case files or discuss details of their investigation with them. Love and Justice looked into all of Ashley's friends as well and found nobody with a blue pickup truck. So the blue truck could have been incorrectly reported, but the family just doesn't have any idea where this information came from. So it's not to say that it's not true or accurate. It's just that the family at this point is stumped about what, you know, whose blue truck that could be. 
So shortly after the murder, one of the neighbors sent a card to the family, and inside of it, they actually wrote that they had seen a suspicious vehicle in the neighborhood as well. But to this day, Tammy can't recall whether the neighbor said they saw a white SUV or a blue pickup truck or whether there was any other details about the driver of the vehicle that the neighbor had seen. So she gave the car to authorities right away when the neighbor sent it and obviously didn't take a photo of it or document it in any way because why would she? She just thought, hey, this might be important for the police right. to see and handed it over. But now, as I said before, the investigators won't let the family look at the case file. So she's not able to go back and see exactly what that card said. Just to add here, that's probably one of the most upsetting parts of this story is that the family really did everything by the book. The police wanted Ashley's computer. They gave him Ashley's computer. They wanted this card. She gave him the card, not knowing that she might not ever see those things again. And there's photos on Ashley's computer, all this stuff that they're still working to try and get. There's pictures they've never seen of Ashley and they only yeah. have these memories. And the police department is holding on to them. Like they just want a copy of them. Just I can't imagine knowing you're doing the thing that you think is right, which was right for them to turn those things over, thinking you're going to get it back, thinking right. it would move the investigation along, and it hasn't. So in December, investigators announced a bizarre theory that they believed that Ashley may have had some secret friend that she was seeing before she was killed. Police even held a press conference where they called on the public to help identify a man they believed that Ashley had met with on, quote unquote, several occasions over that summer. They insinuated that she may have met this person on a social media site like Facebook or MySpace and may not have told her friends and family about him. The man they were looking for was described as being a white male in his early 20s with a thin build and who drove a mid-2000s American-made blue pickup truck with a pinstripe along the sides. This, of course, adds to the blue truck theory, but police have said they were unable to verify whether or not Ashley had actually gotten into this blue truck. Regardless, the driver of this hypothetical truck was not named as a suspect in Ashley's murder, just someone that investigators wanted to speak to. Milwaukee Magazine reported that this was, quote, their only lead, end quote. Pretty much everyone that was close to Ashley finds it really hard to believe that she would have had a secret relationship. Friends that were very close with Ashley said they never noticed anything different about her in the days before her death and said that Ashley was really way too honest to ever be living some kind of a double life. Tammy, her mom, is incredibly skeptical of this story as well. Although she does admit that it's possible, she struggles with the lack of proof that this is even a solid theory. The family knows that the investigators have all of Ashley's social media logins and her text messages, so if there was proof of a secret friend, then police definitely would have it. Why won't they show this proof to anyone? Wouldn't they want to say, you know, hey, here's the secret friend she had. If you know more about it, please let us know. But instead, they just give this really vague description of who this person is. And so we asked Kyle, you know, where did the police come up with this secret friend theory? And he told us that it is, quote, a million dollar question, end quote. So no one knows where the secret friend thing even came from. The family had no idea, and what was really sad to me is Tammy actually didn't even know about this theory until they're at this press conference and the police announced it. Like, that was how she was finding out about it. Tammy later asked them about it, and they said they had their reasons uh, in believing this, but they haven't elaborated. They also haven't allowed anyone to access the police files, so they can't find out that way. 
So Love and Justice has talked to people that were incredibly close to Ashley, her parents, her siblings, her close friends, the boyfriends of her close friends, all people that had heard a lot of Ashley's secrets. Kyle said, quote, every single person is like, well, you know, if it was a secret, we certainly weren't hearing about it, end quote. And it strikes him as odd because these are all people Ashley had told her secrets to, like the closest friend she had, yet none of them knew anything about a secret friend, and they just don't think it adds up. Kyle said really due to all the above reasons, they wish people wouldn't focus so heavily on the secret friend theory because it seems just as possible as any other theory. So like not having a one-track mind on the secret friend because they simply do not know. Right. And we still have more to get into after one last break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Attention all sleuths and mystery enthusiasts. And if you're listening to us, we know that's you. Are you tired of the same old mundane detective work? Do you want to add some excitement to your investigations? Well, buckle up because June's journey is here to take you on a wild ride. Travel back in time to the Roaring Twenties and trek across the globe to follow your next lead. With over a thousand scenes filled with hidden clues, there's always something new to uncover. And when you reach chapter two, you get ready to meet an intriguing character that will have you scratching your head and wondering if he's your friend or your foe. Mandy, you're in chapter two. Have you figured out if he's your friend or foe? Not yet, but I'm getting closer. Plus, in Chapter 5, I'll get to hunt down international clues in a lush locale. And I never have to worry because new chapters are added every week. So there's always a new character to meet and a new place to search. Not only do I get to solve mysteries, but I can also build my own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. And to top it all off, as I go along, I collect scraps of information to fill my photo album so I can learn more about each character. And let's not forget about the Detective Club. You can chat and play with or against other players and put your skills to the test by joining the Detective League. So whether you're a Greenhorn Detective or Sherlock is your middle name, June's Journey has something for everyone. Pick up where you left off to uncover new secrets or start your investigation today and download June's Journey, available on Android and iOS mobile devices, as well as on PC through Facebook games. Step into the glitzy world of June's journey and prepare for an adventure that's out of this world. Get ready to ditch the dull and dive into a world where mystery meets glamour and where June Parker's drama-filled escapades will have you hooked faster than you can say, flapper dress. Whether you're itching for a whodunit fix or just craving an escape from the mundane, June's journey is your ticket to excitement. Follow June as she unravels family secrets and untangles the web of mystery surrounding her sister's death. It's like joining a high society soiree, but with way more intrigue and way fewer dull conversations about the weather. Just kidding. You know we love a weather chat. So slip into your virtual flapper dress and immerse yourself in a world where every corner holds a new clue and every twist keeps you guessing. But hold on to your pearls because June's journey isn't just another run-of-the-mill mobile game. I'm already knee-deep in the fifth chapter of June's journey, and each chapter is more fun than the last. From the breathtaking scenery to the toe-tapping music, everything about June's journey screams class. So what are you waiting for? Step into June's world and let the adventure begin. Can you crack the case? Download June's journey for free today on iOS and Android. Want to get away? Yeah, I do too. But since that's not really on the agenda anytime soon, I'll have to settle for a different kind of journey. And you can too, all with a fun mobile game. 
June's journey allows you to enter the realm of June Parker, where an extraordinary adventure awaits. Best of all, no plane tickets needed. Say goodbye to the ordinary and immerse yourself in a world where intrigue meets elegance, courtesy of the drama-filled exploits of June Parker. Whether you're in need of a riveting mystery or simply yearning to escape the monotony of everyday life, June's journey is your gateway to excitement. Follow June as she unravels hidden family secrets and navigates the intricate web surrounding her sister's demise. It's sort of like an upscale soiree minus the dull weather discussions, although we secretly enjoy those too. But hold on to your pearls as June's journey is no ordinary mobile game. I'm deep in the fifth chapter with each section proving more enjoyable than the last. From the awe-inspiring scenery to the catchy tunes, every aspect of June's journey exudes sophistication and refinement. Don't hesitate any longer. Step into June's world and let the thrilling adventure commence. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. And now back to the episode. So before the break, we were just getting into some of the theories behind uh, what could have happened to Ashley Love. Um, we kind of mentioned that there may be two vehicles of interest in the case. There was this secret friend theory, which the family, you know, Ash's family and friends aren't really on board with. And with that one, it was kind of, as Melissa said, it was a little heartbreaking because her, Ashley's mom didn't even know about that the police had this secret friend theory until they announced it at a press conference. And so it was just kind of a big shock. So after this press conference where the investigators announced this, her parents, Tammy and Joe, held their own press conference where they announced that they were going to be offering a $1,000 reward. Tammy said, quote, someone somewhere knows something. We are begging for them to come forward. This has left our family heartbroken and devastated. We feel like we are in hell and we can't climb out. For six months after Ashley's death, Tammy visited her grave every morning. At the six-month anniversary, the family announced that they were increasing the reward to $5,000. At this point, they had moved out of their family home because it was too traumatizing to continue living there, and their lives are really just in a complete upheaval. They still feel like they're no closer to finding out what actually happened to Ashley. Tammy said, quote, it doesn't even seem real. I still think this is a dream, and I'm going to wake up. I think that's what I have to do to get by, end quote. As of December 2017, Tammy was still visiting Ashley's grave daily. There have been other theories about what could have happened that led to Ashley's murder, but there's never been anything solid that's led to an arrest. One theory is that an ex-coworker known as Rachel may have something to do with it. So Rachel, like most of the other Arby's employees, was fresh out of high school, and like many teens, she was trying to find her way in the world. And Rachel did have some issues with we could call it sticky fingers at work. She kind of would steal a little bit of product here and there. There was a few dollars missing from the register at times. And ultimately, this ended with Rachel being fired. So prior to getting fired, Rachel was known for her short fuse and the way that she just poorly handled any kind of issues at work. And one specific thing that Rachel said during a nasty argument with Ashley was that she was going to, quote, blow her face off which is really pretty shocking, you know, to find out that someone said that in light of knowing what actually happened to Ashley. So Kyle said, you know, it's possible that this was just like an unlucky coincidence. This was like a dumb thing that she said, you know, but it's also possible that there is more to the story there. But as of right now, we just don't know whether there was any intent behind her words. 
So there's another theory that Ashley may have attended some parties with friends and maybe some of her co-workers, and that maybe at one of these parties she had seen something that she shouldn't have or that somebody got upset with her because of something. The details of this you know, theory that parties would have anything to do with it is pretty vague because there were people who went to these parties with Ashley, but nobody wants to talk about them. So it's kind of gotten to a point where it seems like maybe there was just drinking and drug use going on at these parties. Keep in mind, they were all pretty young. They were either in high school or freshly out of high school. And so it's possible that nobody wants to kind of throw themselves under the bus and talk about what they were doing at these, you know, parties. But it is also possible that somebody who went to the parties may know some information about why Ashley was targeted and murdered. Love and Justice did try interviewing friends that did go to some of these parties, but they always would shut down when it came time to answer any questions about what went on. So Kyle says he doesn't know if that's because something actually happened or just, as we said, they don't want to out themselves. Right. He did say that it's definitely an area of suspicion and high concern for the family when they talk about this case as a whole. Um, So information that was released on a recent episode of Love and Justice, it was that not long before Ashley's murder, she had attended a party. And when she got home, she texted one of her friends, quote, text me as soon as you read this. Um, And then basically just saying that something went down and said, don't tell anyone, just text me like now. So unfortunately, this friend that she sent this text to can't really recall anything that Ashley told her about the party, but this could definitely be suspicious as it was so close to her murder. The Love and Justice podcast actually goes way further into these theories and many others. So if you are wanting to hear more information about this case, then definitely, definitely check that out. It's a long form podcast. So of course, there's going to be so much more of a deep dive into some of these things than what we can get into, you know, with an hour. And some of the interviews are really fascinating. Like there's one with her former boss and they talk about what happened the day that Ashley was killed and how, you know, like the employees came together that day. I don't know. There's there's a lot of heart to that podcast for sure. So in July of 2012, Ashley's case was classified as being a cold case. New investigators have been assigned to revisit the case over the years, but no new leads have been developed. As recently as 2017, detectives told True Crime Daily that they still didn't know the motive behind Ashley's death. Those who loved Ashley have really done everything in their power to keep her name in the public eye and to ensure that she's never forgotten. The fight for justice continues today, and her family says that it's Ashley's memory that keeps them going. They've had vigils, fundraisers, and more on their quest for justice. Tammy's also gone on national television shows and worked with larger organizations like Project Cold Case. Tammy also became a motivational speaker, and she works with other families who are grieving. She absolutely loves talking about Ashley, but understandably hates talking about the night of her murder. In the early 2010s, Kyle Olson began working on a documentary about Ashley, about her murder, and the family's fight for justice and answers. The documentary focused on more than 300 letters that had been sent to the family after Ashley's death. Her parents had been collecting these letters since the beginning, but they hadn't opened any of them until the documentary. And hearing them read these letters, it's truly heartbreaking, and it's so clear they miss their daughter deeply. According to On Milwaukee, the letters, quote, started as a simple project at her high school, sending letters and notes of kind words, encouragement, and support to the mourning family. Soon enough, the idea spread out of the high school and across the area, and the letters began pouring into the Love family household, end quote. And this documentary is called Letters to Ashley. I watched it online. I can't remember what 
what not channel how old am i what uh, <laughs> internet site i found it on but if you look up letters to ashley and it'll be in our show notes as well then you can watch that the documentary premiered at the marcus majestic cinema in 2014 at the premiere milwaukee police department captain jeff point said quote someone knows something and it is because they have not come forward yet that this case isn't solved end quote Around the 10th anniversary of Ashley's death, her mom, Tammy, told Kyle that she was really running out of ideas about what could even be done at this point to get justice for her daughter. The case was cold and numerous investigators had been assigned to look at the case over the years, but none of them ever got any closer to answers. The Love and Justice podcast was created in hopes that they could kick up the dust and bring a renewed interest to Ashley's case. Kyle shared some of his goals for love and justice with us when we spoke to him. And he told us that, you know, he wants to show that Ashley's story isn't just a sensational two minute blurb that you only talk about once a year on the anniversary of her death. There's really so much more to the story and so much more to Ashley than that. Right. And he also wants to get people talking about Ashley and her story. He said, quote, our kind of secret mission statement was never to solve Ashley's case. Our mission statement is to raise awareness and to, for lack of a better term, kick as many hornet's nests as possible to get people talking about it so that hopefully this can get solved, end quote. And finally, Kyle hopes that the story reaches the right ears and appeals to the people who actually do know something. As we said, the reason this case hasn't been solved yet is because the people who know something yeah. have not come forward yet. So Kyle said, you know, as time has passed, there are more people that are kind of starting to mature and he called it hatching from their shell and people are finding the courage and the encouragement to come forward and kind of say, you know, Kyle said, quote, well, maybe I should say this one thing that I didn't talk about years ago. That's how he put it. Um, and so the podcast has really yet to bring in a major tip, you know, the kind that would actually break the case open, but they are still receiving helpful tips. And that, of course, means everything to the family. Any tip or any possible lead that they can follow yeah. means a lot to them um, to be able to still get get something. Kyle teamed up with Ashley's family and a casting director, talent producer, and brand ambassador consultant named Noel Kane, and they began working on Love and Justice in 2019. The production of the show ended up taking a lot longer than expected. Some of it was due to COVID, and some was just due to the amount of information that they had to kind of sort through. But Kyle said that the podcast gave them an opportunity to really dive deeper into the story than ever before. And it was the first time that they had an opportunity to tell the full story from beginning to end. So the podcast Love and Justice was released in November of 2022, if you're listening to the show currently in February 2023, so that was just a few months ago. So there are 10 episodes in total, and they're still working on some bonus episodes. So Kyle told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that the overarching goal and mission statement of the Love and Justice podcast is, quote, to inspire people who knew Ashley to talk about this, to get in touch with the authorities, end quote. Tammy is desperate for the podcast to help finally solve Ashley's murder, and she believes it's really the last thing they can do for justice. She said that she believes the person who killed Ashley knew the family and specifically went after Ashley, although she doesn't know why anyone would want to hurt her. One thing that um, I learned on this show, too, is that where Ashley's room was in the house, it wasn't like the first room you came into. You had to kind of go around some things to find it, so... If this is a random attack, you're not going to go middle of the house searching for this room. This very much this person was looking for Ashley and possibly knew their house. Like that was one thing like they may have been in the house before because it wasn't such a unique spot in the house. And Tammy said, quote, 
There's never going to be enough punishment, but I want their names known, end quote. Tammy told TMJ4, quote, I really believe someone out there knows something, end quote. She's hopeful that someone will have the courage to come forward with what they knew all these years later. In 2020, Tammy told GM Today, quote, a lot of Ashley's friends and coworkers and people around her, they were young. They were teenagers, just graduated, and in 11 years, it adds a lot of maturity. Maybe they'll remember something. They've heard something, she said. You think, oh, it's nothing, but it could be something, end quote. Kyle's also shared some of his favorite memories with Ashley that we thought would be a good note to end this on as a reminder of the carefree and loving person she was. His favorite memories include really filming these many movies with her. Ashley loved the fact that Kyle was this budding filmmaker. If you think like the show The Goldbergs, Kyle was totally Adam Goldberg on that show. Kyle was always filming these mini movies over at the Love's house, and he said members of the Love family were often these guinea pigs in these roles for his projects. Ashley would often play a leading role in a lot of these films, he said, which was just so much fun. There's also these everyday life activities. There would be game nights, bowling tournaments, karaoke parties, and the Love family, Kyle said, was always doing something fun. Kyle said, quote, you almost take advantage of those moments because it's just like, oh, well, well, yeah, Ashley's going to be here, end quote. Basically that she's always going to be there to add to the fun of the party, and then suddenly she's not. We wanted to also share ways you can help and information about tips. A great thing would be to share Ashley's story, talk about her story, especially if you know someone that lives in Wisconsin or the Midwest, encourage others to talk about her story. One thing that I got the most out of with If you think back to high school, Mandy, the things that were really important to you in high school years later aren't that important. So like having a secret for your best friend or your boyfriend 10, you know, back when you were in high school, like breaking that now doesn't seem like such a big deal. But at the time when this happened, like it would, you would never betray that person. And now it's like you've grown up, you've matured. So there's more people that know stuff and they just need to share what they know. You can also join the Justice for Ashley Love Facebook group. You can watch Letters to Ashley. And of course, listen to and follow the Love and Justice podcast. And if you know something, come forward. There's a $12,000 reward now. The family wants anyone who knows something to know that you don't have to be afraid to come forward. This is a safe space. Anyone with information can contact the Milwaukee Police Department at 414-935-7360. And if you don't want to call the police, you can send a tip named or anonymously to the podcast website, loveandjusticepodcast.com. Kyle said, quote, obviously we will be passing along the information to the authorities if something viable comes in, but sometimes people find that a hotline is an easier way to get the authorities going than going directly to them, end quote. This story really touched me when I first heard about it. It was one of those like scrolling through podcasts looking for something to listen to. And just the cover art kind of struck me because I, I I at that time had not heard of Ashley Love's story. And I just started it. And the first episode really is just so much about her like singing karaoke and just like you immediately picture this as a like full of life person right and so then to hear tammy throughout the podcast and the heartbreak that this has caused the whole family like i don't know it's just such a whole picture that i don't think we always get in podcasts so definitely definitely listen to that but 
I'm so thankful that we were able to share Ashley's story. And I really believe that someone will come forward. For sure. Yeah. I'm really glad that you um, found this one and that we were able to connect with Kyle and talk about Ashley and hear her story. There's always so many of these stories out there that maybe haven't gotten as much attention. And so that's kind of why like we have never heard of them before. But also like in this case, it's because, you know, it's been a lot of years and it hasn't been solved. But even more so, these are the important cases to continue talking about and to kind of get the word out there. And so I really respect and admire what Kyle has done for the Love family, taking on, you know, the whole project of creating a long form podcast and um, you know, taking it upon himself to like really get the word out there about this case and try to get justice for Ashley. So I'm really thankful that we were able to share her story and um, to help with that. Absolutely. Okay, Melissa. So before we get out of here this week, let's do another last thing before we go to make ourselves look even sillier. <laughs> let's do it, Mandy. Yay. I'm waving my flag. I don't even know what color it is. The white flag? Well, don't guess. Surrender. I don't, don't guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mandy, what would you describe this game? How do you describe what is it a game? It's not a game. It, yeah, it's it kind is. of like a well, I mean, yeah, I guess we're making it's fun of ourselves, right? We're making fun of ourselves because okay. we don't know what is true and what is false. And apparently we don't know how to fact check things on the fly either. So again, we're talking only <laughs> about this portion of our show, only not about the last thing before we go. Yes. Yeah. So this week we decided that we were going to give each other, we're gonna each say two facts. One's going to be false. One's going to be true. And you're going to have to pick which one you think is true and which one you think is false. Okay. And we're going to see how good we are at spotting fake facts. Not great. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Um, You can go first. Okay. My first one is Madonna's biggest hit was Like a Virgin. And the second one is the star of Forrest Gump was Tom Hanks. (laughs) Well, I mean... I, mean, I, guess, I didn't give you a false one. I was just say, wait. <laughs> I was like, I think that's her. I didn't true. even do the game right, Melissa. Oh my gosh. Okay, and people. Oh, please don't write us. You don't even get a twenty-four hour window this time. Do not write us on that one. I was like, I think they're both true. I was gonna say, wait a minute. I was thinking, like, is this like an opinion? Like, or is it like a? No. Am I gonna say that Tom Hanks was the star, and you're gonna be like, no, Sally Field was the star? No. Okay. How about this? <laughs> Madonna's biggest hit was. <laughs> in vogue and the other one is the star of forrest gump was tom hanks well obviously it has to be the madonna fact you got false. it you got it way to go you know your stuff so smart. there you go all right so here's one for you blue cheese comes from a unique breed of cow that's <gasps> native to blue city morocco maybe you didn't know that oh. or the cigarette lighter was invented before the match which one of those is a true statement Honest to goodness, I feel like they could both be true. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say the blue cheese one is true. (laughs) Right? You would be wrong. You're telling me a lighter was made before a match. A hundred percent. So apparently the, and I did go to multiple websites to look this one up because I was like, I need this fact check. So apparently the cigarette lighter was actually invented in 1823 and the match was not invented for three more years until 1826. I was blown away by that. And I did go and Google that more than once to go make sure I was not giving you another false I fact. so <laughs> hope you're right on that because we might shut I'm the sure whole we'll thing down. We will I shut know. the whole thing down if this is wrong. Watch okay. like the, the other website that I checked it from was also wrong. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, if someone can go back to 1823 and tell us if matches tell were us wrong. Tell us we're wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dare you. 
Okay. Here's my next one. The star of The Office is Steve Buscemi, or Robin Wright once said, run, Forrest, run. Did you do all Forrest Gump theme to make fun of me? I don't know. Not because of you, just to show people we know what we're talking about. Go ahead. Can you tell me again? What were they? The star of The Office is Steve Buscemi, or Robin Wright once said, run, Forrest, run. Okay, so that must be the true fact. Oh, good job. Yes, it was. It's a Forrest Gump quote. Not sure if you've heard of it. Um, But yes, in the movie, she says, run, Forrest, run. Do not tell me I'm wrong on that. We've got it. Continue. (laughs) Okay. All right, so here we go. The first fact is, the longest toenails ever recorded were (laughs) were a combined 37 inches long or... The circulatory system is more than 60,000 miles long if you were to take your veins, arteries, and capillaries and lay them out flat. So is the the circulatory system more than 60,000 miles long or is the longest toenail ever recorded – the longest toenails ever recorded a combined 37 inches long? Here's the thing. You had a little slip up there. So that makes me think the longest singular one was 37 inches and (laughs) all of them combined. I'm going with the other one. I think the other one is true, the capillaries and arteries. I remember it being an absurd number. Yes, you're right. That one is the true fact. The circulatory system is more than 60,000 miles long. However – I did want to tell you that um, the fake fact about the toenails is actually um, – it's actually worse than it than I made it seem. So the real longest ones, with when you combine them, were 86 inches long. This Mandy. was from – this was a lady named Louise Hollis. She started growing them out in 1982 and had them measured in 1991. Melissa, 86 inches is taller than you. <laughs> oh. Why? Like, you can't even walk around with that. Why? I don't know how long. I mean, but then it, I, I, I don't know. Even Just if you because divide you can that up doesn't by mean 10, you should. Right, but that's like combined. So even if you divide that by 10, like you're talking like you still have like nine inch toenails. Oh, oh. <laughs> that like ruined my day. I don't want to be dramatic, but I think you ruined my whole day. And it's like sunny outside. I planned on having a good day. This is <laughs> so terrible. <sorry. laughs> okay, Mandy, here's my last one. In 2023, spending for Valentine's Day is expected to be around $25.9 billion in total. What? Yes. Or, Forrest Gump once said, life is like a box of chocolates, comma, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> well, now I know that that is a true fact. That that you is know what? Exactly Both what of them Forrest were. Was. I messed that up again. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> The fact that I can't even like do the oh my gosh. This is oh. why. This is why we don't do things. This is why I do <laughs> but you know what? The problem is we keep persisting. We that keep is doing the issue. Things. Why we do we keep be doing, doing things? It? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't. Okay. okay, I have one last thing for you. One last <laughs> thing. They're not even that great, but um they're not as great as yours were, but we're gonna just finish this <laughs> Let's go. So number one. The space shuttle Endeavor has only traveled around the moon one time. And second fact, the spice nutmeg has hallucinogenic properties in large quantities. Okay. I know nothing about space travel. (laughs) It still feels like a low number and might not have even traveled around the moon. I don't even know if it exists. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm going to go with the nutmeg because it's so weird. I want it to be true. 
Yes. So the nutmeg one is true. The spice nutmeg, it does apparently. Don't do not try this at home. I shouldn't have even included this because now someone's going to try what are it. You please doing? don't eat nutmeg. Please don't sue us. Please. <laughs> please don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the disclaimer here. If you do that and something happens to you, do not say that you got it from us. We t- do not try this at right home. Now not to do that. Um, yeah. But Melissa, you were actually right. So you with saying like you don't know if we've ever gone around the moon. We actually haven't, but oh. I would have easily fallen for that one. My husband actually gave me that idea. It was like, oh, you could do like the space shuttle, something about traveling around the moon. And I was honestly like, well, we've done that. I That's a true know. fact. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, you, I'm impressed that you even for a second thought that it might not be true. Mandy, I, well, for you, it was either we've done it millions of times or mm-hmm. we've never done it at all. <laughs> I think I might have even referred to the moon as not being real. So I really could have gone a million different directions. I just said <laughs> all the answers. And so I was right. There you go. There you go. That's one way to get it right. <laughs> there you go. Well, this was fun and hopefully hopefully made up for last week or made it worse. I don't know. It could go either Yeah. Way. Well, you know, we're going to get emails probably for the rest of – eternity about it so um, i'm still thinking of going back and editing and just pulling it yeah, out and being yeah like, here it because i just i can't take it i can't take well, it like i said at the beginning it's just like the lsu tiger mascot why um, do you keep accident. bringing that back up again <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't remember we accidentally said that they were the only ones who had a live animal mascot we knew we know that other universities have live animal mascots what we meant to say was that lsu was the only one that had a live tiger but then i think apparently that was wrong also. i, I was so gonna we say wrong, mandy wrong, take wrong. it back take it back i can't deal so, with follow-up yeah, we emails. were wrong all around so yeah um but that one that one has stuck with us for years people still listen to the show like go listen to old episodes and are catching up and they will still email us and i'm like come on it's been yeah. like four years it's, like don't you think someone has told us by now? <laughs> but they're probably like hey stupid why didn't you take that out of your episode if you don't probably, want people to right. say it but well, it's the part beauty of, our, of charm. our show. Exactly. The beauty of it is just leaving it in there and then getting to listen to us five years later, bringing it up again and talking mm-hmm. about how we were wrong and and we still get heat for it. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> it makes people write us about very stupid things instead of like, Important I think things. you're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're just like, you don't know this quote. And we're like, all right, that's better than we're what we got that. on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, that was it for this week. We will be back next week. Same time, same place, new story. Don't forget to check out our moment. If um, you haven't bought tickets for that yet, you can still get tickets. If you're, well, I guess if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Yeah, today, (laughs) the day it comes out. um, You still have one day to buy tickets. So yeah, go to, is it moment.co slash moms and mysteries. You got it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place, new story. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Moms and Murder podcast. Make sure to check back with us next week for a new episode. You can also find us at momsandmurder.com where you can connect with us via social media. Please make sure you subscribe and give us five stars because giving us four stars would be a crime. Thanks so much.